0: Hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another edition of ECH Postgame Live, presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall, right up there. So, tough game for the Kraken in this one. I mean, start off pretty poorly. I thought they played okay, but then, you know, they're able to come back, ultimately can't get it done. Sets up a do-or-die game six uh, at home in a couple days. So, as you might notice... It's just me here. It's RJ starting off the show. Uh, normally it would be Dylan and I for a road game, but thanks to support from all of you, we were able to send Dylan to Dallas. So he traveled for the game. He is there at American Airlines Center uh, doing all the post game media right now. So he's going to join us later on to talk about that game, to talk about kind of the players' reactions, uh, everything that I normally do for the home games. So just thank you to everyone supporting us for being able to send Dylan out to Dallas. I know he had an awesome experience there. Uh, can't wait till he joins us uh, to talk about it. Um, but all right, with that game, let's just, let's just jump right into chat here. Uh, Kalen, I have so much sympathy for the Calgary fans who tried to curse Otter. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jake Ottinger was a, a big difference maker in that series last year. And you know what? We knew he wasn't going to be as bad Every game as he was, you know, for some of the games, uh, you know, where the one we got yanked at climate pledge and all of that, he has been a little better. He has been making some big saves. Uh, You look at the first period, the Kraken outshot the stars by quite a bit. They didn't really have the shot quality that those numbers would indicate. uh, But still, Ottenger making a lot of saves and he was kind of able to build up and get his confidence uh, in this one. Uh, We got Michael. I know it's not true, but that game never actually felt close to me. So, so many bad turnovers, sloppy passes, bad rebounds, and a defense that went missing. So, I mean, when you go down three, nothing, it does kind of have that feel to it, right? Where until the, it's a tie game, you feel like you're never really that close or that into it. I don't know. Th- there were some good aspects. Like you look at the first period where they end up down two nothing. Like they controlled a lot of the play. They outshot the stars. They didn't generate a ton of quality, but you look at the goals they allowed and like those were really tiny gaps. You look at that second goal, uh, you know, on the three on two rush and 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 hints kind of being able to step into it, like didn't have a ton of space. You look at Wyatt Johnston on the first goal, didn't have a ton of space. He had maybe a foot there, but that was enough uh, to get a good shot off. And it just felt like a game of inches at that point. Third goal. Yeah, a little bit sloppier, kind of in front of the net. And, and then fourth goal, of course, with hints just being left there wide open. I mean, that can't happen. Um, you can't give the Stars anything like that in a game that's this close. Uh, Schultz can't go down three goals in the playoffs and hope to come back. Now we have to break the matinee curse for game six. That's right. I forgot that that's at four o'clock. So four o'clock local start time for that one here. Uh, game six in a couple days on Saturday. And yeah, I mean, you can't go down three goals and expect to come back. Like this Kraken team, they have no quit in them whatsoever. Like that's been the case all season. Uh, and so you knew they weren't going to go away. But when you go down 3 nothing, it can often be too little too late. Uh, and it kind of was tonight. I'm uh, certainly saying frustrating game, but I love these guys. And it's all just bonus hockey. Exactly. I think it's important that we kind of ground ourselves here in that too. That Look, the Kraken are still playing with house money. I mean, they're in the second round, which I think a lot of us didn't expect. Uh, and they're going to take the Stars to at least six games. I think, you know, certainly at the start of the season, even at the start of the playoffs, you tell the Kraken, you know, hey, you can take it. You can be in this position. Game Going into game six against the Stars down 3-2 in the second round of the playoffs. I think they take that every time. So still have fun with it. I think it's important to have fun with it. And I know we all are uh, going to for game six. Uh, Michael, I really hope the Kraken proved me wrong, but I think Saturday is it. Stars have seemed to solve the Kraken, and Kraken have zero answers this week to scars to the stars scoring and depth. I mean, I think this game was you know closer, at least to the first period than the, the score indicated. But you look, Dallas, they're a dangerous team, and and the one thing I think is if their first line continues to heat up like they did tonight, that's where it could possibly be game over. Where you saw Robertson, Hintz Pavelski all generating tonight, all producing scoring all three of them really um and that's kind of the ticket for dallas to just kind of keep rolling over the kraken but if the kraken kind of put that genie back in the bottle like if the yanni gord line when you're able to get more matchups at home can help do better against them because i think you look at game four and that yanni gord line actually had pretty good numbers against the stars top line so maybe that last change helps you a little bit uh adib kraken lacked energy tonight I think at times they did lack energy and, um, you know, it's tough going back on the road and and traveling the way that they did. Um, you know, I, I thought they, they picked it up kind of after that three, nothing goal, but yeah, you you can't, uh, you know, you can't have those moments where you are looking like you're lacking energy, like you're getting tired in a game this close. Uh, Lindsay womp womp from CB from CPA. Yeah. Um, the watch party was pretty cool. I will say that though. I, I was there for a lot of the game had to come back here, of course, to run post game. Um, but it was a really cool watch party. Lots of people in there. Um, and I really liked everything they did for that. Um, Adib, we need to check and hit and come out flying and desperate Saturday. Oh, for sure. Desperation is going to be the name of the game. I mean, the Kraken know that their season's on the line. And we've seen them only, I guess, in one game so far, that game seven, where their season's been on the line, where they've been facing elimination. But it's different dynamic, too, when you're also potentially eliminating the other team. So... I think you're going to see extra desperation there knowing their backs against the wall. Like I I would not expect this team to come out flat at all. I think we'll see uh, what you're talking about. Krakenhawk, Hawk uh, maintaining pressure and our passing was poor. Our inability to get solid chances in the middle is maddening. The guys fought well, but they need to correct some things in order to stay alive. And I, I do agree with that, particularly the solid chances in the middle, the first period, Huge indication of that, like they had a bunch of shots on goal, but they really had trouble getting to the middle and getting to those areas uh, where you can create those high danger chances. And, you know, you kind of look at the the goals where they were able to do that. I mean, that, that Adam, well, I guess it was McCann's goal, but you have Adam Larson, Yanni Gord right in front of the net, uh, creating that tip, creating that screen. I mean, when you can work pucks and players to the middle, that is how you generate consistent offense. I think the Kraken just didn't do that enough tonight uh lindsey if Lindsay's in the building but the kraken aren't it isn't good luck i guess yeah i know that's a, a kind of a different thing luck wise to play with um you know to see there because this was kind of a first of its kind event that wash party at climate pledge uh here we go super chat here from schultz uh if we do bow out next game we can take comfort in knowing we aren't far off from being a genuine contender a solid off season the cup is the goal yeah i mean Look, the Kraken, the you get to the second round now when that wasn't even expected of you. Um, and I think the arrow's pointing up. Matty Beneers, he's going to be a year older, and his arrow's pointing up. Shane Wright, he's going to be on the team. He's going to be contributing for you. Um, and you've got some cap space to work with and make a move here, uh, depending on the extensions for everybody. But you can probably make at least another add or two that can get you closer to that cup. And so... I think this is a really good setup point even if this is as far as the Kraken go um you know it, it's one of those that really creates a lot of excitement for next season uh light at the very least it was a far better game than Tuesday yeah I mean <laughs> Tuesday uh you know was was not the most fun I think it was a better game um it didn't it wasn't shaping up to be kind of at first it felt like it felt kind of similar um but yes the Kraken were able to make it a close game I'm just happy also to have another game just in the second round of the playoffs it's not a blowout there have been so many blowouts this round, whether it's the Kraken games or or in the other series like New Jersey, Carolina, th- those ones have all been blowouts, and then Vegas, Edmonton too. So at least they kind of gave everybody an interesting game. Um, uh, circling Seattle Sports, I'm going to come down here and chat a little bit. Did RJ also chew five gum? No, I did not chew five gum for this game. We'll talk to Dylan about the five gum and if that maybe had any effects. Um, but no, I did not uh, chew five gum. I don't have any here. Uh, Dylan just carries some on the road uh, every game um coop i hate to say it but the goaltender difference in this series is starting to become a big factor not like grew is blowing the game or anything but the number of rebounds sucks so i mean the, the rebound control i guess could be improved a little bit like it's uh, that's not my main issue like here if you're going to nitpick about the goaltending it's it's kind of goals like that hints one coming down the three on two where like yeah that's a tough shot to stop there's a lot of motion coming in on the rush and it's going from left to right for him but That's one where you might like your high priced goalie to make a save, you know, if you're going to nitpick about it. But um, I mean, I feel like Ottinger hasn't been that amazing. He made some really good saves in this one, but still, um, I felt like the Kraken just didn't get the shot quality necessary to score more than two on him. I think it was kind of fair, uh, you know, what they were able to get. I'm going to check on Money Puck real quick to look at the expected goal situation, but um, it felt kind of in line with what I was seeing. Yeah, the Kraken only 1.2 expected goals. So, I mean, Ottinger, not even a quality start for him, uh, in this one, Dallas with 3.03, you know, that's, that's kind of about on par. And then, you know, yeah, you've got that fourth one, but I don't think goaltending is the biggest difference right now. Um, at AL, we will come out firing on Saturday, never give up. Yeah. You know, the Kraken are going to give a good effort, kind of like we talked about earlier. Uh, Nicole, that was disappointing. Yeah, it was, <laughs> um, Let's see, uh, coop. Oh, yeah. More on the goaltending stuff. Crew is 7.73 save percentage and 800 percentage in the last two. Otter was 9.31 tonight. Ottinger never spits out rebounds. It's always one shot, one chance. I don't get it though. I get it. Yeah, I don't get it though. He's got rest. Yeah, I mean, Ottinger's rebound control was definitely kind of worse earlier in the series, and he has really dialed it in, which is is kind of helped. Um, I mean. You, you look, I just think the expected goals kind of tell more of the story in this one. The Kraken just didn't get a whole lot of shot quality. And, and yeah, you can chalk that up to, to um, Ottinger just not giving up a whole lot of rebounds. That does help, but it's not the whole story. Um, let's see. Dexter, last 10 minutes was embarrassing. Somebody wake this team up. I will credit the Stars on this though. They went into shutdown defense mode and Peter DeBoer teams are always really good at this. Playing that kind of shutdown D, especially when you have a lead. I think the broadcast mentioned the Stars are perfect this playoffs when leading after two periods and they had the best record in the NHL over the regular season when leading after two periods. There's a reason for that. DeBoer's teams know how to lock it down, and you saw the Kraken only had like, I think through the first ten minutes of the third, one shot on goal. Like that's a DeBoer hockey team playing the way that they want to play. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kraken Hawk McCann had his best game since his return. I feel we could have been up in this series if he didn't get injured. Well, yeah, obviously losing your top scorer for as long as the Kraken did, that's going to make a big difference. I do think McCann kind of took that next step forward. Uh, he played a lot more. I think you could see that in the ice time, kind of where Haxtell trusted him uh, in this one. And um, you look, he had some of the better advanced stats in this one, but I'm looking at it. Yeah. Excuse me. Jared McCann, 1733 of ice time. That's fourth among the team's forwards. He was back to playing first line minutes in this one for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you never know where it would be if he hadn't gotten injured. He would probably have helped, you know, in, in some of those earlier games. But, you know, it, it's tough. Uh, Alexiak, Coop, Alexiak's stick work was so bad tonight. I think he got his pocket picked like three to four different times. I, there were a few turnovers from the defenseman and kind of miscues, uh, not just Alexiak too, but I think he was part of it. Like um, just that awareness when the puck's on your stick, I think was a little bit lacking tonight. Uh, Xkidz, Hey, RJ can't wait to hear from Dylan in Dallas, man. I can't wait either. I, I am so excited to hear from him in Dallas. Um, I'm sure he had a good time, you know, despite the score and everything. Um, he did say he can't stay on a whole lot longer than the hour mark, by the way. Um, cause he's got to get out of there and get back to the hotel. Just giving everyone the heads up, um, for when he does come on here, I was just checking my phone to see if he's texting me ready. Um, Uh, Steven, they seem like they're skating in mud. They just appear to be gassed out and have lost their speed edge. Now they're getting beat on talent. That seems to be a kind of a common thread here in chat talking about um, just the speed isn't there as much and saying the team looks tired. Um, I I think we did see that a little bit. And you look, one thing that I've kind of noticed just pattern wise over the course of playoffs that I've watched just generally as a a fan um, is that it can be, really daunting when you have a long first round series there's a reason that there's only one Stanley Cup winner in the last decade who's gone to 7 games in the first round it's because it's exhausting and generally it's the further you go the harder it is to make a run when you are playing lots of games and you're on that tight schedule like the Kraken are i think it might be starting to catch up to them a little bit and and it would catch up to any team but i don't know we'll see they've got to dig deep That's kind of the situation they're in, and maybe it would be a little bit better if they'd taken care of the abs and six when they had a chance to. These are the kind of lessons that they're going to need to learn, too, though, for future playoff pushes. This year, it's all about a learning experience. It's house money, and what lessons can you take with you for future years when they're in really the the height of their window to contend? Uh, And that might be one of them. you got to close out those first-round series a little bit earlier when you can. Uh, Gregory tough loss, but I believe we will bounce back Saturday and force a game. Seven certainly wouldn't surprise me. I mean, before this game, I felt like I was so sure this series was going to go seven. It just had that feel of a seven game series. So, um, I think it definitely still could happen. <laughs> Beep boop disagreeing saying it's over. Um, don't know about that yet. It's not over yet. Um, yeah, Lindsay bad bounce and fatigue setting in hard to keep at this pace for many games. Yeah. Just like what I was talking about. Um, Yeah, Gary, with the reminder, I know the outcome of this game wasn't ideal, but we are in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs in year two. It is worth kind of sitting back and thinking about how cool that is. Um, Let's see. Uh, Oh, here from Flipsy. I think I think this was the Stars uh, fan that joined us earlier. Good game, guys. Y'all just don't quit. It's true. There's no quit in this Kraken team ever Yeah. Good game to you. and, And thanks for joining us here on the chat. Uh, You know, love when we have the the way fans coming in here um, and being as kind as you've been. Um, And then flipsy adding, unsure about your coach, but adjustments are very highly needed against DeBoer coach teams since his teams have always been adjustment needed teams. It's why we drop games one and three. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm familiar with that. I was uh, I grew up a Sharks fan in the DeBoer years, so I, I know the kind of adjustments that he'll make. And we'll see what Dave Haxtell does next kind of in this chess match here. The stars are giving him the outside a lot in the offensive zone. He's going to have to find a way, whether it's kind of throwing pucks in from distance, maybe working a forward back up top. Man, I'd love to have Dylan's whiteboard here um, to kind of show how you can do that. But there are a number of things that the Kraken can do to kind of try and generate some space in the offensive zone. I'd like to see what Dave Haxtell uh, is going to draw up for this next one. Uh, Jake, we let Otter get his confidence back in the last game by not getting enough shots on him. Now he's regaining his form. I think there was that last game. And I think in a weird way in this one, you got too many shots on him early, too many low quality shots. You let him see the puck a lot, uh, from the outside. And that's exactly what a goalie wants to get into a game. Lots and lots of easy shots where you can feel the puck and, uh, you know, they don't have a real high chance of going in on you. So I do think you have to kind of have that eye to, okay, how can we make sure that he doesn't get too confident? um carter with the kraken in seven like the confidence there gary firebirds win tonight ryan winterton scored his 12th of the postseason for london knights at the ohl to help the team lead the ohl finals one to nothing ty nelson signing today future is so freaking bright it really is i mean winterton has just been on a heater in the ohl uh in the ohl playoffs they're glad to see him pick it up um yeah and the Firebirds win I mean the Firebirds are having a great playoff run of their own playing against Calgary the top seed getting that first win uh especially on the road too that is huge only one more road game of the whole series for them now um so that is big um Coop felt like Toby really struggled tonight lots of misplayed pucks got absolutely body bagged a few times and shot into a body on the best chance of the night to tie it at three um, I mean that that line I think Tolvenin was kind of part of it, did struggle a little bit more. You know, they got some of those those tougher matchups with Robertson and Pavelski and and hints. And I think they did struggle definitely more than the last uh last game. And um, yeah, no, I know I am kind of with you on Tolvanen there. Doesn't usually have an off game like this, but uh, but yeah, this one wasn't as best, I think. Um John, tough start of the game for Borgen. His man, uh, marked man, scored both the first two goals. Yeah, it's tough on that first one because he really didn't give Wyatt Johnson a whole lot of space. And it's kind of a bang, bang play there. And yes, you'd like him to be on him, just taking away the body as much as he can. But it is just so, so fast of a play. And he's only maybe a foot away i I have a hard time really getting on him about that one and the second one i mean that shot does kind of come from distance like i'm not just trying to make excuses for him like i I would tell you if i thought he had a rough game um but but those two i don't know it's really difficult there in, in that spot um sarah shot map was crazy nothing net front and i'm gonna take a peek at the shot map right now oh yeah and you look at the stars shot map by comparison. They've got a whole bunch of stuff right in front of the net, um, and you can kind of see where the shots on goal stats are a little bit misleading in this one. Lots of shots from really far away from the crack, and getting inside is going to be a big challenge uh, for the next game. Uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel asking if Marchmont played. Uh, no, Marchmont did not play. He's still out following uh, that that elbow to the head from from Wenberg, which was accidental, by the way. But still, hope he's all right. Hope he's able to come back, uh, you know, soon for Game Six and feel all right. Uh, TJ, we were supposed to chew five gum. Uh, that's <laughs> that was just a Dylan thing, I guess. So um, yeah, for those of you not familiar with the story they gave out five gum at that crazy nine to eight game in LA. I'm sure you all remember that. If you saw it earlier this season, uh, where it was just back and forth crazy. And so in LA, they gave out five gum to Dylan. And so he was chewing it. And you know, those commercials like what it feels like to chew five gum. Well, that game kind of had that feel to it. So that's kind of the inside joke. He brings it to the games and, and chews it whenever he needs a little more chaos, uh, in the game. So I will ask him about that. Cause we, we have gotten a lot of comments on that. Um, Infinimus reminding everyone to like the stream. Thank you. Uh, Let's see. Uh, John, an underappreciated problem with the faceoff woes is that the goalie can play for a stoppage without worrying about giving up a faceoff. Yeah, and I I don't think it really impacts the the goalie's plans a whole lot just because you're supposed to cover what you're supposed to cover, Um, but... The more you do cover the pocket, it, it is just kind of getting in the back of your mind a little bit. Yeah, maybe you lose that face off. And it's definitely something to try and fix for next season. As for now, I think we all kind of realize this team is what it is. Um, all right. Uh, Scott Dallas played the same suffocating style they played during the regular season against us and the Kraken D couldn't get the outlet pass cleanly this is the star style I was worried about going into the playoffs and yeah this this was my worry a little bit too where they can kind of be suffocating defensively um and and if you don't have that first pass and the outlet to like leave your zone it's really hard to get through the neutral zone and, and kind of take those next steps to establish the four check that I know the Kraken want to establish and like the third period was a really good example of that too. The stars, I mean, they will pressure you. They're not going to just sit back and kind of wait for you to enter the zone and give you space. Um, they're going to be on you, making sure you can't even get started with that. So it's stuff the Kraken have to adjust to, but the stars are just really good at doing that. Um Uh, Coop. So happy to see McCann come back with no fear and only fire. He was flying tonight. Uh, Yeah, he only knows one way to play. I mean, that's that's Jared McCann. Oh, sorry. Super chat here from light. Just saw this Uh, on a non cope bright side to tonight. The birds beat the Wranglers with the L, uh, which means our future players are getting more ice time. Good for the future. Yeah, that Firebirds team, I mean, with Ty Nelson joining them, with Jagger Furcus just recently joining them, with Shane Wright uh, joining them after his uh, junior season was over, so many future Kraken players are getting valuable ice time and just experience being around the team uh, right now with this playoff run. The longer it goes, the more uh, positive long-term effects this is going to have uh, for the Kraken. So that's a really good point there. Yeah. Um, uh, N, what was going on with the lines tonight? McCann seemed to be skating on every line and the rest were scrambled. Every time I looked might've just mi- been missing partial changes though. There was kind of a lot of line blender, a lot of line juggling, uh, tonight. And I think a, a factor of that is when you go down two nothing, three, nothing, you're trying to spark something. Hackstall does like to make those changes mid game reward the guys that he feels are doing well maybe sit the guys that he thinks aren't doing all that well. Uh, he likes to make those changes. And then, of course, McCann, he started on the fourth line. You knew that's not where he was going to stay uh, for this game. He wasn't going to play fourth line minutes if he felt OK. So they were kind of rotating him through the first line. I saw them even like rotating Yanni Gord with some of the fourth liners. Um, and by the third period, I mean, Haxtell just really shortening his bench, trying to come up with whatever combinations just to get the guys who are playing the best out there. So I think it's kind of a, a factor that they were chasing the game the whole time. Uh, Super chat here from Greg. Uh, any chance Sprong comes back could be a boost. I think it could be a boost too. Um, let's see. I mean, there's a chance. Uh, I mean, from what I'm hearing, it doesn't sound like really optimistic about game six for him, um, but things can change in a hurry. We we saw the injury that, you know, it looked like he kind of hit his head. Um, so you, you know that it's hard to judge what's going to happen with those um so i don't i'm not optimistic about his returning uh by this weekend but that's just kind of based on what i've seen um but it would be a boost to get him back unfortunately i don't know that that's in the cards for the next game um good night there pablo uh while you're there um Rebecca saw tweeted out that McCann played with several lines, but actually played the most with Wenberg and Schwartz four minutes time on um, ice time. So I'm here. I'm going to go look at the money puck lines chart here. Um, yeah, that's interesting. McCann, Wenberg and Schwartz, uh, with eight minutes of five on five ice time there. Um, so maybe that's something that, uh, that Hackstall is experimenting with. I think I did notice him with them a lot. Um, and then what happened to geeky? Tanev Donato Geeky there's about a minute of that I, I need to go back and look at Morgan Geeky's shift chart because he only played eight minutes of ice time I mean, that was the least of anybody on the team I, I do wonder what's up with that and kind of when he played last because Geeky really did get kind of benched in this one and maybe that's a factor of just trying to come back in a game where Geeky really solid defensively but he's not necessarily the biggest goal scorer for you uh, that might have been part of it um Let's take a look. Where are we in chat? Um, Nicole asking if Seattle's being outcoached again. This just felt like a repeat of the regular season Dallas games. I mean, DeBoer is a good coach. He made some really good adjustments. I do think you have good coaching on that side. Um, And it has kind of been a back and forth, though. Um, You know, you look at the Kraken able to adjust in game three to what the Stars were doing in game two. I think you've seen good coaching on both sides. Right now, DeBoer has the upper hand, but I think Haxtell's got some stuff uh, up his sleeve. Um, See? Oh, yeah, Coop, and I still dream about what could have been if Burakovsky didn't fall off the face of the earth. Well, again, it's it's tough with an injury like that and then having the setbacks. But yeah, with Andre Burakovsky, that might help you a little bit more, you know, kind of getting the one goal that might be the difference uh, in this one. Um, Robert Grew has looked tired for two games now. Something is up. Well, I mean, he is playing a, a tougher, more intense schedule than he had at any point during the regular season, really. Um, he's now played 13 games, started 13 games in a row, uh, which he didn't do at any point this season. There's only kind of one extra day off in between in that whole time. So if that is something that's causing him fatigue, it would make sense. Um uh, and then unnecessary zipper is being a little harsher here grooby looking like swiss cheese if he isn't crazy good for even a single period this team is done it was a good run though team's tired so agreeing he's agreeing on the fatigue there um i mean i i will say if he isn't looking crazy good for a single period like the kraken do give up some fairly high shot quality i mean that's been consistent over the the last two series um And yeah, I mean, you do need really good goaltending to advance in the playoffs. They got it in round one. They got it early in round two. um, And I think it is showing, like, no team gets that far without it, really. Uh, Oh, we got here, Dylan in here. uh, That was a little while ago, waiting on Coach Hackstall now. So hopefully Dylan's going to be able to join us soon from Dallas. So interested to hear what Hackstall and really what everyone has to say um, about this one. Uh, Dante stopped pulling the goaltender down to... You have to do it. You need goals to get back in. I actually liked Hackstall's early goalie pull. I know that might not be a popular opinion on here, but um, the analytics show that the sooner you pull your goalie, generally the better. Um, the ideal time to pull them with down two is is probably with even more time than the three minutes and change that Hackstall did because you're just going to need that time to set up and generate offense if you can. So I have no problem with the early goalie pull personally. Um, Andy, should they be forcing McCann to be getting top line minutes when the rookie line was working and winning? So I think they kind of did both. So McCann was getting the top line minutes, but he was getting them largely with Wenberg and Schwartz. Karche, Veneers, Eberle stayed together, and they had the most ice time of any line at five on five. Um, so they did kind of keep that line together, um, which I did like to see. Um, they had some really good stuff going in this one. Um, See Shay, I'm begging them not to lose at home. Let the Stars fans have the joy if they're going to win the series. I'll be so sad if they lose at home. I mean, you're not alone, Shay. It would be tough to go out at home, especially kind of how they've done at home this season. Um, you know, it, it'd be a tough end with that narrative and everything. Um, you know, it would it would give the fans, I think, a chance to, you know, to to cheer them on and at, at kind of at the end. And I, I could see a big standing ovation type of thing coming. But don't even think about that because. They got to just go and win at home, and then go back to Dallas for for an all or nothing game seven. Um, but yeah, they they got to take care of business at home. It's been the story all season, and it really matters now. Uh, Ryan, great, hardworking and entertaining game. Yeah, no, I'm glad the Kraken were able to to make a game of it. They worked hard. They didn't go away. Uh, John, Dallas was chanting overrated at us. I didn't hear that. Was that toward the end of the game? I might have been prepping for this and uh, didn't get to hear it as well. If everyone else heard the overrated. Um, John I think Dallas heard Dallas chanting don't like the stream we'll show them there we go everybody like the sh- stream show those Dallas fans um, let's see Coop the shot map has to be influenced by rebound chances though right like that's got to show up as a prime net front chance that's true actually there are a lot of rebound chances in front that'll kind of show up as those big dots uh, net front that, that do count so that could be that could be a point point. Um, and then Gary oh yeah I love this um, whoever on Reddit figured this out is awesome because um, it's just such a crazy stat. But Gary, if the whole red line, blue line season ticket holder conspiracy is true, next game should be a red line package game. If I recall correctly, if this is in fact true, Kraken versus Dallas is going to be a seven game series. So I can confirm the next game is a red line ticket package game. Um, so that is a very good sign for the crack in there. Um, so for those who didn't see that on, on uh, Reddit, they have the two half season packages uh, for, if you want to buy season tickets and there's a red line package and a blue line package. And the record for the red line package games is very good. Like over 700 winning percentage, there uh, are points percentage or whatever on that. And then the blue line games is just terrible record, like 300 something, you know, win percentage. And so the stark difference there and in the playoffs, the, uh, the red line package has been perfect, won every game, and the blue line package games, they've lost every home game. So um, maybe there is something to that, but the next game is a red line package game, so that should bring some good vibes to it. Uh, Flipsy saying, I think they were chanting otters better, not overrated. It's a throwback to when we would chant Eddie's better to get in Patrick was head. Oh man. I remember that with, uh, with Ed Belfour in Dallas there. Um, so, okay. If it's an, if it's an otters better chant, I mean, I, I don't like anything that implies that Grubauer is worse, but, uh, that's better than an overrated chant. I will give you that. Um, Let's see. Uh, John says it wasn't very clear. And Davy Jones locker room said overrated. That makes more sense. Yeah, I think it it would make more sense. Um, uh, Ryan here stars fan here. Seems stars have adjusted and put a focus on defending and creating and being patient on offense Uh, Seattle with more shots, but Dallas chances way better. What adjustments can be made? So I I do agree with uh, what you put there in the comment. So, um like they're defending the inside really well they're keeping the Kraken to the outside they'll give up lots of shots on goal they don't care because they're low quality chances um so as far as what adjustments can be made I mean in the offensive zone for the Kraken I think um there are a number of things you can do one thing you could do is maybe move a forward up higher um because they're giving that up high outside areas there and again I wish I had Dylan's whiteboard where you can kind of move Uh, forward basically up around the blue line like batty benears is really good at doing this and it kind of creates some more chances down low where you have some time and space to work with the puck and then you can send the other two forwards net front um i think you can just get more traffic more players more pucks to the inside i mean that's difficult to do because the stars are going to have big physical defensemen you know like a hayskin and like a hawken who can kind of clear you out there um but you just have to put in that work and work to the inside um And then defensively, like the stars kind of being more patient on offense, you know, looking for their high quality chances. Um, I think, you know, part of it is kind of doing what they're doing to you, and keeping them to the outside, making sure the middle of the ice, those net front areas, um, are cleared out. And and they weren't able to do that on the first goal with Wyatt Johnston scoring there. Uh, they weren't really able to do that certainly on the fourth goal uh, with Ropay Hints just standing there wide open. Um, so clearing out the middle and, and just kind of letting Grubauer see those pucks uh, and not have to deal with those rebounds. But uh, good question there, and and thanks to the Stars fans coming on here too. Good to hear your perspective as well. Uh, I'm certainly saying 101 in chat a moment ago. I think that might be an ECH record post game after a loss. So, one thing to celebrate. Yeah, that's true. We did get up to 101. I can't remember us getting up necessarily that high after a loss. So, especially after a a big loss like this, honestly, thank you to everybody who's joining us. Um, Great to have you here. I I know Dylan's going to be excited to have all of you here in chat when he's ready to go, which hopefully will be pretty soon. So, stick around. Dylan's coming soon and thank you so much absurdly sane, for the super chat there and kind of recognizing that milestone for us. Appreciate that. Um, uh, Jake, I just wish we pulled the goalie with cleaner possession. Yeah. I mean, I that's understandable. Like <laughs> you want to make sure you kind of have clean possession and that you're going for it. It's just tough when you're down to, and, and if you wait for too long and you get down to the two minute mark or less, your chances really go down uh, of tying the game. Uh, Kepler, I'm excited to see how this team responds facing elimination and needing two wins. We've got at least one more game of this wonderful season, and for that, I am happy. Great comment there, Kepler. And yeah, I think we all Should be happy and grateful that, um, you know, that the Kraken are in this position, like enjoy this while we can. The season's not going to last forever. Best case scenario, you know, they're playing until June and we still have months between then, uh, you know, and October when next season starts. So let's enjoy this as much as we possibly can uh, for however long it goes. Thank you there, Kepler. Um, Ryan, I'm a Dallas fan and still like the stream. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. Striatic, I'd rather the team get eliminated at home if it has to happen at all. Kraken fans can cheer for them in appreciation of the great season. You know, I, I think taking aside the fact that, like, yes, they're going to be playing for their playoff lives in game six or whatever, and just thinking about all things equally, I, I do kind of agree with your take there. Because I do want, whenever they get out, because, I mean, if they don't win the Stanley Cup, only one team can do that. It's going to happen. Whenever that does happen, I I would like them to get a proper send off of the fans because, oh boy, do the guys deserve it. They really, really deserve it. Um, uh, Shay Forslund tweeted a really sweet thing. Said to keep our heads high because no one thought in September we would be in round two, game six at Climate Pledge Arena. Absolutely true. I mean, Forslund knows he's good at keeping this stuff in perspective. Nobody thought that. I didn't think that. I mean, the Kraken have been surprising me this whole season all along the way. And maybe they have another surprise or two up their sleeves. Um, It it certainly uh, wouldn't be out of the question at this point. Um, So thank you for putting that there, Shay. Um, uh, Issa here. I'm from Montreal. How do people like hockey in Seattle? Getting popular? Yes, it is absolutely getting popular, and this playoff run is helping a ton. I was at the watch party. So they had a watch party at Climate Pledge Arena uh, for this game. So for a road game at the arena, and I hear there's over 10,000 people there just to watch a road game. For that i mean it's it's great to see how many people have kind of hopped on board and gotten behind this team uh last season and this season and i think it is getting really popular it's only going to get more popular here in seattle um and we've got this awesome community uh in here we had over 100 here in chat um you know off of a really tough loss to um you know got over 275 off the wins, like there is a big hockey community building here in Seattle and um yeah great to um see the chat in there from Montreal but there there's your answer it is very popular here in Seattle um ran happy to just be at the games love this team exactly um Strachetik, Forsland's Forslund's beacon of hope in our hour of need yep I I, I love our broadcasters too and also a little moment of thanks here uh gratefulness there um as much as you know, I don't know how it all went down with Eddie Olchek being one of the two finalists for the the Flyers' job and everything, and I, I'm sure maybe you know he even wanted that job. I don't know, but selfishly, I'm glad we still have him around in Seattle. Um, definitely happy to have uh, Forslund and Edzo and JT and all of them uh, coming back for hopefully come back for next season and and staying here because I mean you you can't beat this broadcast crew, best best in the league. Um, Uh, Ryan again stars fan here interesting to hear you call Dallas a big physical team I felt all year they weren't that a high skill team with the one weakness being physically inept interesting well I mean as far as clearing out the front of the net they have some big defensemen who can kind of punish you there um and I know you know guys like Lindell's maybe not the biggest guy but I'm thinking of like Haskin and Hockenpah and And, I mean you look at they they have guys who can do it Jamie Ben. I mean, I, I think the physical presence has been there, you know, for him this season. And um, I mean, Robertson, too. I mean, we've seen him throw the body around. He's got the size to do it. Doesn't always do it sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, interesting, uh, you know, kind of difference of opinion there. I mean, you've, you've watched a lot more of the stars than I have, I'm sure. Um, so, you know, that's something to think about as well. Um, <laughs> I see Hockey Mom in there. All right. RJ wearing the merch. Plug the merch. Yes, I will plug the merch. Look at that. From the Deep We Rise. I got our playoff shirt on here, everybody. Go check that out. I think I can even put it here. There we go. There it is. Yep. So those are at our store. We've got uh, we've got those. The link to the store is in the description down below. Thank you there, Hockey Mom, for reminding us to plug the merch. And ah, here we go. The moment we have all been waiting for. Dylan is about to join us. So everybody, hang on. We've got Dylan coming right now. All right. It's a short loading Dylan screen because we got him here right now. Looking good there, Dylan. Looking really sharp. Let me be the first to say. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Wish I was feeling better after that one. Uh, Pretty
1: somber locker room walking into after that one, as I'm sure everybody can imagine.
0: Yeah, I, I would certainly imagine so. I mean... First off, kind of what was the mood in the locker room? What do the players have a whole lot to say? I could see this one, maybe where the media availabilities go kind of quickly uh, on this, but any real takeaways from the players Were they kind of introspective at all? Or they just kind of want to, you know, move on and get to the next one.
1: They just wanted to move on and get to the next one. Just lots of, I don't know. I, I mean, at times it felt like maybe even searching for just kind of what happened. Uh, A little bit, because I I really think that, you know, and and, uh, Schultz talked about this a little bit, that there was this feeling that they were going to kind of come back. They were going to complete that comeback um, early on in the third period there. And then things just got away from them. Uh, But that, you know, they really were feeling that on the bench. They were feeling that as they hopped over the boards out there for every shift that they were going to get that third goal. They were going to tie things up and then, you know, anything could happen from that point on. Uh, But it just didn't happen for them. I mean, that last goal. That was a, that was a really rough goal. I mean it, there's there's so many things that that kind of had to go wrong to make it happen, right? Vince Dudd makes the decision just to take his man out of the play, leave the puck behind the net instead of kind of continuing that battle along behind the net. then Larson has to dip down. Uh, so now you got both defensemen below the goal line and then Maddie, you know should stay net front to help cover for that. and instead he also went down below the goal line and, and then oh, wow. you get hints left all alone up top. But really, I mean, the game started, you know, first two shifts were pretty good for the Kraken, but then things got away from them again. And I felt like they didn't start that great, just like last game, where it's, you know, you're taking easy shots, you're letting Ottinger get comfortable, which isn't something you want to do. Uh, and then also just, you know, you're letting that, especially that first line, get going. And I think that goes back to last game, too, when, you know, they they put Pavelski back up there to center that top line for Dallas. And just because they didn't have their best effort last game, they let that line get confident together and they let guys like Jason Robertson start feeling it. They let uh, a rope hints start to feel it. And then we saw that continue over into this one. So it just goes to show you certainly come playoff time, round two in the playoffs, anything you do at any given time can come back to get you later. Uh, I think that was probably the big takeaway for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, that kind of fits with, with how it looks watching on TV, you know, here at home. And um, I mean, what what did Dave Haxtell have to say about this one, too? I mean, because yeah, did he have kind of the same you know, attitude as the players or was he trying to dissect this one a little bit? Uh, he was
1: trying to dissect it a little bit. I mean, you know, you know, I talked about earlier, they took like a lot of easy shots. Like they, they won the shot battle in the first period, but a lot of those shots were you know, easy confidence builder saves for, for Jake Ottinger. Uh, he talked about what a good job Dallas did just kind of defending in front of Jake Ottinger. Like they, they weren't letting the Kraken kind of, you know, get in low and around him. They were defending the center of their zone very well. And they were, they were boxing the Kraken out and the Kraken were just willing to, to take those shots from the outside. Um, so, you know, he, he was very kind of complimentary of Dallas's game. They played hard. They did a good job of getting the puck out of their zone and they did. Um, and so he, he kind of talked about stuff like that. But otherwise, it's just, you know, look, they got to they got to keep going. He liked their effort level better in this one than the last one, which I would agree with. Um, mm-hmm. But it, uh, obviously, you know, for game six, it's going to have to hit a, a new level if they want to they want to be coming back here yeah. on Monday.
0: Now, on that topic, we'll go to this chat from Striatic here. He says, I keep trying to think of some adjustment Hack could make to throw Dallas a different challenge in game six, but there isn't a lot that's obvious. And I've kind of struggled with this one as, as we've gone through chat here too, um, trying to figure out what wrinkle the Kraken could, could do, what kind of adjustments they could make. Uh, any ideas, Dylan, what you would do if you were in Hackstall shoes? Off the top of my head, look, if Dallas is going to kind of hunker down and they're going to
1: keep you out of you know really being net front without there being a big fight, uh, I'd go ahead and I'd play to the outside, but I'd just make sure you get bodies in the in the mid-slot there and use that as kind of your net front screen, get get some stuff going there. But if they're going to give you the outside, go ahead and take the outside. They were given, you know, the top of the slot all day long in this one. And the Kraken, there was a lot of times they'd skate right through it without taking a shot. And it's like, no, that, that's maybe a better spot than, than going to the outside or going to the half boards, kind of, and then taking your shot. So I think if I'm the Kraken and I say, okay, this is what Dallas has decided to do, is they're just going to kind of, Lock it down in front of Ottinger. Well, look, their bodies too. Their are bodies that a puck can bounce off of to go in. We saw that with the McCann goal, right? Their bodies that, that are going to get in Ottinger's way. Their bodies that once a rebound's there, look, they're going to be looking down. That's when you can dive in with your stick and get something going. So I think if if Dallas is going to give you the outside, then then utilize the outside. But you got to do it smart. You can't you can't just take shots when you see like an open shooting lane you got to make stuff happen. Take the puck, go to the center, then get a shot off once there's bodies in between you, whether they're your bodies or or Dallas's bodies. But I think you got to start doing stuff like that. And then McCann on the first line, right? Because if you don't need Ty Cartier to to try to go in there and try to make something happen, they've they've kind of figured out how to stop your cycle. It's it's hard for them to get going like that. The forecheck for Seattle can't remain the same. Then you might as well go ahead and get McCann up there. Because I'm telling you, just watching him live again, RJ, that guy's shot is just different. It's better. Like there's there's my scout's take. It's just better than other guys. And so if, if he's if he can and you can play him those extra minutes, I mean they moved him up to the second line, uh, in the third period of this one. I think you gotta go ahead and move him back up to the first line and just try to get him going there.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that would be good for them. He basically played first line minutes. He was the fourth highest ice time among forwards uh, for the yeah. Kraken tonight, but a lot of it was with uh, Schwartz and Wenberg. So we'll see if Haxell does decide to kind of switch that up. Um, but here we go. Super chat from Jules. Thanks for waiting on this one, Jules. Uh, While well, Dylan's giving us his strategy here. Uh, next game, everyone should pour a glass, make a cheer for the team before puck drop, celebrate the team and community we grew this season. Let's go, Kraken. Fantastic super chat there, Jules, and that has been really a theme of of this post game tonight too. Is everyone being so grateful just to be in this spot too? I mean, a lot of us can kind of see potential elimination on the horizon. Look, the Kraken mm-hmm. are, are going to play a potential elimination game in two days. Yeah, but I think the reaction has just been gratitude and appreciation for everything that we've had this season and the, the whole community and everything Jules adding as in no matter the outcome, let's celebrate the growth. They'll really do hope for that win though. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think we all want this, this ride to keep going for sure, but uh, I totally understand where Jules is coming from and I'm right there with you, Jules. I mean, it, it's been a phenomenal season. Everything that's happened has been incredible and you know, whenever the end comes, if it is going to be a, a, a more bitter end, it's going to be a bittersweet end because the bottom line is this team was so improved this season. Um, The fact that we got into the playoffs was massive, right? Remember how excited we all were for that, the 100 points, uh, and then winning a playoff round, getting here into the second round, taking a really good team, you know, deep into the second round. I mean, this this series is going sticks no matter what, right? And that's no easy feat against this Dallas club. So I, I think there's a, there's going to be a lot to you know even even if it's a if, if it's not the the ending we all want, there's going to be a lot to be appreciative for and then that's not even you know mentioning the the community aspect and how much all of this has grown, how much the Kraken community has grown, and all the great things that have come out of all that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we see all through chat here, people kind of expressing agreement with that and and this great community. Um, So next I want to go to a a question here from Ryan, who is a stars fan who's kind of been in chat here tonight, been incredibly cordial. So thank you, Ryan, for that. Just wanted to uh, show my appreciation for all of that. And I know people have responded to you in chat with that as well. Um, He's had some really good questions and he's got this one. So curious if Dallas wins, did the better team with the better players win or do Seattle fans feel like Seattle should win this? Uh, I mean,
1: obviously we can't speak for all of Seattle fans, but right. I mean, I would I would argue that look, if Dallas was to win, you could definitely make the argument that the better team won, or you can at least make the argument that the team that does the things that lead to to wins more often than not won. Uh, the first place you could look would be faceoffs. Right. I mean, I'm, I, I didn't, I don't know the numbers, but I'm, I, you know, just guessing that, that, uh, Seattle didn't win the face off battle tonight. Maybe they did, uh, but that would be a first. Um, so you look (laughs) at stuff like face offs and and especially how poor Seattle's been in the face off dot where it's not even like, you know, a 47%. We narrowly lost it. It's like, no, there was one game where it was like 32%. Right. And so 60
0: 40 for Dallas.
1: Yeah. So, uh, anytime it's going to be that regularly, I, I think that that's going to be something that, you know, it's going to put it in the column of the other team, uh, special teams, right? The one one team can score on the power play. The other one is the Seattle Kraken. Uh, and now that, that's been a theme all year long. I don't necessarily think that that necessarily means that Dallas is the better team, but it's one of those things that, you know, I looked at the Seattle Kraken before they got into the playoffs. We all talked about this, and we said that's going to be a problem for them, right? Can they win a Stanley Cup if they can't score on the power play, if they're going to be at, like, 15% on the power play? And the bottom line is I don't know that a team has ever been able to do that before. Uh, And so there's, there's certainly aspects of it where it's like, look, there's room for growth for Seattle, and that's kind of how I would phrase it, is that Seattle is a good team, but they may not be at their full power yet. Uh, in which case where I feel like Dallas is more along that lines in their trajectory.
0: Right. This team as it is right now, isn't kind of complete. They had needs. They could have addressed at the deadline. Didn't yeah. do it. Cause I think the general thinking is their window is next year, the year after the year after that, rather than this year. And so you look at Dallas, they're firmly in their cup window. And I think, yeah, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> kind of the general thinking there is um, yeah, it might be the case of just Dallas, being ready to win now, whereas the Kraken, um, you know, haven't addressed some of those needs. So good question there. Um, let's get back up here in chat from earlier. Shea saying petition to send Dylan into the locker room to give these dummies that speech. <laughs> I don't
1: know how everybody would respond to that. Yeah, that so- be the, that'd be the last time I was allowed in the locker room.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so catching up on some comments here, Jake with the snazzy Dylan, um, Looking very good. I got to say it again. I don't I try. Don't
1: care. I try. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, let's see. here uh, in chat. Um, and Kelly's making the argument for Martin Jones. Um, I don't know about that. Martin Jones is a gamer. The team passed on a prime opportunity tonight to see his playoff stuff. Two cup finals.
1: Yeah, I mean, he looked He only good. played
0: in one of those cup finals, but...
1: Yeah, he looked good the last game, right, and the limited action he got. Um, Haxall did talk about, you know, it was a rough situation for Grubauer in the sense that he didn't see a lot of shots, and then some of the opportunities in front of him early in this one, talking about that first period, was, you know, they weren't good, right? Like, the team, th- those were issues in front of him more so than issues with him. Um, I think you could, like, right? I mean, you could make that that argument for it where it's okay. It's inspiration time. It's not like Martin Jones didn't lead this team and wins in the regular season, right? Like there's, there's things to be said for it. We, we talked through most of this year as though this was a team with a tandem. Uh, and so you could, you could maybe make that case, but I don't know. I mean, Philip Grubauer has played so well through, through all of this. I mean, I don't know what the expected goals were for this one. I can imagine they were pretty high given how in tight a lot of those Dallas goals were, Um I, I, I'm sure it you know, still wasn't great for Grubauer, but I got to think it wasn't as, maybe horrend, as horrendous as you know, allowing four goals uh, would normally look.
0: Yeah, um, so the, the, the expected goals were uh, three, basically 3.03 for Dallas, 1.21 for the Kraken. Just nothing inside, nothing yeah. net front, as yeah. you might expect.
1: Yeah, and again, there weren't much with traffic either. And the one time they were able to get some solid traffic, hey, look at that. You got that mechanical. Uh, so, exactly. you know, it can be that simple sometimes. Uh, just got to go back to, to basics. It, it really yep. is like if you're if you're struggling, your back's against the wall. I mean, how many times have we seen this, RJ, where it's just you go back to basics and you're able to get something done. And maybe it's enough to survive whatever, you know, um, dogfight of a series you're in. And and mm-hmm. so I, I think that that might be something the Kraken have to do.
0: Yep. So we've got our buddy Charles with circling Seattle sports commenting here would pay good money to have Dylan deliver that speech in the locker room, but with the deep V shirt.
1: Okay. All right. Well, if I'm going for it, I might as well go all the way with it, I guess. Oh yeah. So speaking
0: Uh, of though, how about Adam Larson stepping up with you in the building? Tell me Dylan, what was going through your mind? As it looked like he had just scored a second goal in that (laughs) game before it was credited to McCann? (laughs) Are you
1: okay? Were you okay? I was very, very excited. I mean, I was trying to stay professional up in the press bridge, okay? But there was definitely, like, the other media members who know were definitely, yeah. like, watching me out of the corner of their eye uh, as <laughs> things were going on. And it just coincided with, you know, I had just found out that there was wings up there, with some buffalo sauce. So Of course, I had to go and get those. And then instantly, Larson scores a goal. And then there's another one. And just like, everything was just perfect. It was one of those, like, perfect moments in life. <laughs> <laughs> as yeah, ridiculous
0: no, as that sounds <laughs> I was I was thinking of you quite a bit as all that was going on I'm just like oh this is the perfect yeah, game for but, Dylan
1: but he played it he played a really good game and you can tell that he wanted this one both defensively I mean nobody's stick was more active than Adam Larson's in the defensive zone in this one uh, he was covering a ton of ground he was doing a great job anytime there was like a two-on-one situation of using his body to try to tie up one guy while keeping his stick as far away from him as possible but in the passing lane Um, I thought he did a ton of stuff in this one. You know, he's always physical in the offensive zone. He can be in there on the four check. I I think that that's a huge deal. I think they need to unleash him there more often if possible. Just get a center to to lay back because the bottom line is when Dallas is going to play like this and they're going to be physical defending that net front. I mean, you need somebody who can be a wrecking ball to go in there and break through that line. And Adam Larson's capable of doing that. He was the guy to do that for them in this one he was the guy to go and really you know do damage it felt like when hitting somebody behind the dallas net right as they're trying to disrupt the cycle game so it was a really good game overall from adam larson then we did get him for media availability and oh he didn't have a ton to say which big surprise um he was just kind of yeah at a loss for words and you could just tell that this was this is a guy who you know really left it all out there and then things didn't didn't end up the way that he would have hoped and uh, that was a little rough to see.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure it was. And for a while, he he had the green light. I, yes. I you could tell he was forechecking like crazy. It was fun to watch uh, on TV. I was I um, was hoping. I was hoping. Yep. So Shay, thanks for putting this back in. Cause I, I did kind of skip over it when Dylan got there. So thank you for putting this back in the chat. Appreciate that. If you have a chat that I may have skipped over, feel free to put it back in the chat here so I can see it again. Uh, Shay, I wonder if y'all noticed, but to me it seemed like McCann has played a little more aggressive since coming back. Almost like he's afraid of getting hurt again. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't see
1: totally what happened on that one play. It was behind the Dallas Nets early in the third, I believe it was. Where, where something happened and Jared McCann looked like he was, I don't know, maybe stunned for a second or, or something. Maybe there was an equipment issue uh, where he was just kind of up against the boards there. Um, I, I don't know if the, the TV cameras showed anything about that or not.
0: Yeah, you know no, I, I didn't. About? Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm sorry. I don't know right off the bat okay. what you're talking about. That's fine. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. I think, I think
1: he's not looking for contact. I'll give you that. But I don't know that he always did anyway. Like that's not really his game to begin with. Like he's not going to be a Ty Cartier who's gonna go in and, and try to rack up six or seven hits uh in a game and and, and try to do all of that kind of stuff. Um I, I just think he's he's the kind of player who likes to find a little bit of open space, get the puck on his stick, and then let it rip. And he did that tonight. And as far as I'm concerned, some of those chances were were fabulous chances that if Jake Ottinger wasn't on or it was a different goaltender, those would have been goals because he was picking corners. And Ottinger just having that big body, he was able to stay up. He didn't drop for any of them, he knew. Uh, and he was able to get his shoulder up or uh, his blocker up to, to deflect some of them uh, as they were trying to go near side there. But I, I thought McCann looked better in this game than he did last game. And that's why I could see his progression, you know, maybe uh, with their backs up against the wall, he, he gets put back on that first line.
0: Yeah, I could see him having some big min- minutes, definitely trending up there. So question here from Flipsy. He's a, a they're a Stars fan, by the way. Um, so I was curious about this myself. How did Dylan like the American Airlines Center? A lot of media outlets don't give us the credit, but from my experience, we have a very loud arena. It was loud. Like,
1: like they would, you know, they, uh, the, the crowd was pretty into it. Uh, you know, certainly earlier on, they got quiet there a little bit during the second as the cracker recovered back. Um, but like at the beginning of it, everybody was fired up. Everybody was in it. I mean, just Dallas pressuring a Seattle puck carrier was getting the whole crowd to go, oh, you know, right. And, and do that whole thing. So um, that, that was impressive. I like the disco balls. I'm not going to lie. I think that's fantastic. And they're utilized really well. Like it's, it's subtle, but it creates a great effect. It's not like, hey, look, we got disco balls. Um, so I, I, I'm going to give you that, all that stuff. Uh, one thing that was interesting, I talked about this with some with some other people up in the press bridge. Uh, there's no like in arena announcer person like going around and like playing games with the audience or or kind oh. of doing stuff like that. A lot of it is just video board related. Uh, and so there wasn't as much maybe stuff to get engaged with during TV timeouts as in some other arenas or it would just like cut to the to the cheerleaders who. You know, they were just kind of on the stage, but they were pretty planted. It wasn't like they had like a, a cool dance number or anything to do. So th- that stuff stuff that I noticed and I thought like, oh, you know, Climate Pledge will do like the suitcase game, Alaska Airlines, or they'll have like yeah. the, the little ones out on the ice. You know, um, I, I like that kind of stuff. But otherwise, I mean, you know, it's a it's a nice big building. It's impressive. Uh, yeah, it was good. And hey, they took care of us on the media side of things. So I'll give them props for that. They don't Good. always have to.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So glad to hear that from you there. And uh, Donnie adding, AC always sounds loud to me on TV. The Dallas fans are definitely a major but factor.
1: I, I will say, hearing the whole Mr. Brightside thing in person, I wish I had recorded it. I really do, because oh, yeah. it was special. It's one of those things you hear it every game on TV, every broadcasted game you hear it. Uh, it's really, really cool. It's, it is special. It's you know, It's one of those things if you're going to a Dallas Stars game. Uh, be ready for it and, and, you know, recognize that, that how cool that is.
0: Oh, that's really cool. You got to experience that in person. Heard it on TV many times. Uh, It seems great. Um, So back on the McCann thing really quick. Yeah. um, They mentioned it, but didn't show it. Um, I remember what Dylan's talking about. It was a high stick and Shay saying Jared has never come off as someone who tussles. The one fight he was in last season was shocking. he was in several scrums last game and it seemed uncharacteristic.
1: Yeah, that was, I remember that too. Uh look, everybody, they're hockey players at the end of the day. Sometimes stuff happens and you you're the person on the ice. You're the person closest to it, right? We've seen Maddie get involved in some stuff like that before. It's you know, you gotta stick up for your teammates sometimes, or you gotta stick up for yourself too.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and you know, he's not afraid to to stick up for himself, certainly. Um so let's go here in chat. Harley, I've uh, got Harley here in chat. Missed you all the past four post-game chats. Late games as always. However, fabu- fabulous not having to stream, but watch on TV. Great comments. Team and cracking community mean more to me than Leafs in 40 plus years. Nice. Love to hear that. Love it. That is that is really, really special. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Leafs, Leafs are on the brink too, but hey, they're not out yet. Nope. Nope. They can Look, fight back. looked a little uglier than this yeah uh, Invoke guy, Kraken need a Haskinen their zone entries were considerably better tonight, I mean what team doesn't need a Barrow Haskinen, in, in one Tampa, sense that that's the one team, because they have a Victor Hedman, <laughs> exactly, I mean that's, that's what it is, I mean a, a true minute munching like Top end defenseman is just one of the right. best things you can possibly have on a hockey team, you know, yep. for so many reasons. And I mean, you're seeing it in this series with Miro Haskin and the Kraken. I'm sorry, Dylan with I'm Large, they just don't have anybody like that. No, very few teams do. There's only a handful of those guys in the league. Um, but it makes a huge difference when you have one of those guys. Right. Cause you're talking
1: about, you know, obviously the minutes is like a is like a, you know the thing to point to. Um, but it's, it's what they do with those minutes too. And it's why they get to those minutes. A lot of times it's because they're playing both special teams and they're eating up a lot of minutes there, right? You know, Haskinen runs the power play for this team. And we saw how much worse it looked with him out, uh, than it looks with him in, uh, he could play on the PK and get the job done there. Uh, he's a physical defender, right? He's, he's capable of, of bodying guys out net front if he needs to. He can do all that, all the dirty things that he needs to, and I don't mean like dirty, like nasty. I just mean like the yeah. the grinded out kind of things that he needs to do defensively. But on top of it, he's got those puck skills. He can get the puck out of his zone with a nice pass to get it just, you know, out past the blue line, and not only get it out past the blue line, but feed his team in transition. And then in the offensive zone, he can hold the blue line, he can walk the blue line, he can do all of that stuff. It really is special. Victor Hedman's the only guy. That I would probably kind of put above him. Maybe an Adam Fox is up there in that conversation. But it's a very short list of players in the NHL who can do what what those guys do. And I I don't think that it's you know um, coincidence that uh, those guys can help their teams you know a lot in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they certainly can. Um, question here from Ryan. Thanks for putting this one again back in chat too. Um, you'd think the top five on five team would be winning a series in which they're also shutting down the other team's power play, but that's not the case here. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, the Kraken through the first three games of this series, they were winning the five on five and it was obvious and they were up to a 2-1 lead and they looked fantastic, right? They crushed them in that game three. That first one at Climate Pledge Arena, they looked fantastic in the first one in Dallas. And they even looked pretty good in that loss in the second game here in Dallas. Um, I just think this team has gone through this all season long where they just get a little, you know, tired or whatever you want to call it, where they start playing behind the play a little bit, where the passes aren't as crisp and clean and they're kind of in each other's skates. Or they make mental lapses defensively like they did last game, like they've done this game. And they just allow situations where they're going to, to let somebody like Rupe Hintz just get wide open net fronts on multiple occasions. And at some point, like, you just can't win playing that way. And no team plays great forever, right? There's a reason teams don't go 82-0. and uh, And no team plays this, you know, kind of with those mental mistakes all the time. Um, But we've seen it from this Kraken team. They've gone through two, three game stretches where they've had rough spots like this. They were always able to dig themselves out of it. right? We never saw that four game losing streak all season long. Um, But now they're going to have to dig themselves out of it and continue it into a game seven if they want to win this series. And that's going to be really, really tough.
0: Yeah. And the other reason too, is that the Kraken's power play hasn't been able to do well enough to make that an advantage either. Um, I just don't even think about it anymore. Like there's no point. Um, I know it's as if they don't have a power play. So at best, that's a wash. And then when the five on five game isn't at its best, you know, you're, you're seeing the differences there. Um, but I mean, if they had a good power play, I mean, then, you know, then it could be a very different series, but unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, all right. So let's see. Lindsay's saying goodnight. All season on the line. Saturday should be interesting. will be very interesting. So I know Dylan, you've got to get going soon. I know you told me you can't stay a whole lot past the hour mark here. Um, Do we a last call in chat here for anything at the end, but. Dylan, I mean, overall takeaways. Any any more miscellaneous thoughts to share from your trip to Denver? So you went to the art museum. I don't know, anything else you'd like to share there uh, uh, from this road
1: trip? I was going to say, Denver, Dallas today. Denver, Dallas, my, yes. <laughs> Connection in Denver. That's right. Uh, I, we'll, we'll see what I could see there in the hour that I'm at the airport. Um, that Dallas interesting. It wasn't necessarily what I expected. Hot, humid. I mean, I like did I like tried to straighten my hair and did leave in conditioner and look at what happened, right? The humidity was not <laughs> going to let that let that occur at all. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean everything was fine. I, I got in you know so late on the first day today. it's been mostly hockey, so I haven't been able to do a bunch, but the art museum is really great. I do recommend it. It's absolutely free, but they've got a wonderful Picasso and Monet section. Uh, really good stuff there. Uh, As for the hockey game, because that's really why we're here, um, (laughs) I I thought that you know I was a little surprised that the Kraken didn't come out a little hotter than they did. Uh, I I really was surprised to see that. I really thought that they were going to be able to correct that from the last game, given that they were able to do that through most of this series. Uh, Games one, two, and three, they were able to do that. I thought game four was just kind of like a, all right, you know they they dropped it. They they can't play with momentum, whatever it is, right? Um, But this one, I, I just. Watching that first period, watching those same mental mistakes defensively. And I was just like, oh man, like, what's, why? Like, we don't need to be doing this, guys. We could, we could be better. Like, Will Borgen, I thought, had a really rough game, kind of start to finish. Um, Vince Dunn kind of went back to, to what he was in the first round, where it was, you know, poor decisions. He was making decisions. He's being decisive. That's normally something I would praise in a defenseman. And, you know, sometimes you'll make the wrong call. Um, but it just feels like he's making the wrong call 70% of the time right now. And that's just a tough thing to live with when he's going to be on the top pairing. So those were kind of my takeaways from this game. I was kind of surprised to see that for a second game in a row, Uh, but hopefully it's not three.
0: Yep, exactly. So real quick before you head out rapid fire on some things, because we did get a few more in chat on the last call. Uh, Schultz, did Susie get hurt on that shot block and you were on Susie. Is he all right? Not that I know of. Uh,
1: I I think he's okay. Okay. Um, So sorry. I I just don't have any more. No, all good.
0: All right, uh, Ryan, who's the most important player in this series and why? We keep a quick answer, but who's the one guy that's the biggest different maker as it sits currently? Most important player?
1: Most important player for the series, like for both teams or for the Kraken? Uh, Because right now, I mean, most important player, I don't know. Can I just say the defense? Right? Philip Grubauer has proven that he can be the guy. Normally you'd say like, oh, the goaltender, right? Um, but I, I just think like the defense as a whole, whether it's going to be Vince Dunn, Will Borgen, Susie, somebody needs to just step up and, and kind of take care of things at the back end and make sure that um, Grubauer isn't just kind of getting walked by guys in front.
0: Yeah, I was going to go with Vince Dunn. I mean, I think we kind of have a similar idea on that for Dallas Miro and for reasons we have discussed already. Yeah, um, Shay, if you had to choose an well, Eastern I team, I was going to the... say Pete yeah. DeBoer would say Jason
1: Robertson. He's he's like he's really close. Like he's he's been finding ways to get into certain spots. The, Dallas and and we got Robinson as well. Robertson as well. Uh, it does feel like you know. there's I don't know. There was like just something to seeing him and something to the way that everybody else was talking about him. Uh, mm-hmm. it would not be surprising if we see him have a game six performance now that that top line's going. So I just want to throw that out there. I don't want it to be true, uh, but I am right. sensing some stuff there. The no, well, thank you. I mean,
0: that's, that's the kind of stuff you get from being there on location here in DeBoer, so that's really good. Uh, Shay, if you had to choose an Eastern team for this Kraken team to face in the finals, which team would it be?
1: I don't know. Um, Carolina? I know they're doing really well right now, but it's all a system. And if you can break that system, I've said this about Carolina forever. If you can break that system, I think you're good. But also Carolina was the most similar to the Kraken, like more of a five-on-five team. Special teams wasn't all the way there, but I think the Kraken might be a slightly better five-on-five team. So uh, I know they look really scary after taking down the Devils the way they just did, but I I might actually say Carolina.
0: Yeah, I was thinking if you want to win Carolina, if you want fun, Florida. Um, Yeah. So and uh oh and your mom pointed pointed out uh, to to ryan these guys do a red glare pod also yes so if you ryan i know you've been here with us this whole time yep. we do a red glare podcast on our patreon talk about league-wide stuff so you can check that out um circling seattle sports i think i'm trying to get this quickly who's your pick to click aka the most likely player to have a major impact in game six
1: jason robertson no <laughs> I'm, assuming, <laughs> I mean, hey. I'm assuming you mean the kraken charles um Let's see. I don't know. Do you have somebody in mind, RJ, while well, I think for a sec? Ah, uh, I don't know. You know what? Jared McCann, I'm telling you. he, oh, he beat me his, to it. yeah. His shot was so good. I, I always forget. I've said it before, right? He's up there in, like, one of the top five shots I've ever witnessed in person, like Corey Perry, Tyler Sagan, uh, Austin Matthews, and him. Like, those, all those guys, their shots are just next level. They're the only time I can't see the puck. I can't track it in real time. That's just special.
0: Yep, and I get to brag about seeing it all the time yeah. in practice. It's great. All right, we'll close out on this from Donnie. The five gum for Dylan. Did he bring some? And I hope he continues the tradition of choosing f- chewing five gum for every Kraken game. Dylan, what was the five gum story tonight? We will close on this.
1: It's right here. This is the five gum. Um, so this is its first loss. I did pull it out. I, I did not chew it until uh, the second goal for Dallas went in, so early on. Because I was trying to save it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened, you know, the original game, the 9-8 game. I was trying to save it. Uh, at that point, I was like, oh, boy, things are really going bad here. I need to try to reverse some stuff. And you know what? Nothing else happened. Everything was fine. Yeah,
0: Calm right it down. And,
1: yeah, and then uh, I went. I got those wings. And then, you know, some stuff happened. But a lot of it was good We get the what I thought was two Larson goals out of it. So everything was good. I uh, thought things were fine. And then once we got into the third, and it was three 2 I, I pulled out the gum again and I tried to get it going. But uh, alas, it did not happen. And um, I blame I blame Kate because she also had her gum from that nine, eight game. But she never pulled it out and shoot it. So
0: oh, I, I knew that that I'm must not, have been. Uh,
1: I'm not saying anybody should bother her or anything, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and dump that on her.
0: All right. Well, I will go ahead and bother her when she gets home. Uh, that is a given. Anyway, thank you, Dylan. Hope you enjoyed the trip to Dallas. Thank you everybody here in chat and everybody who kind of helped make it possible for Dylan to go out there uh, and go to this game. I mean, just an yeah, awesome experience.
1: Thank yeah. Thank you all so much. Um, did have fun out here. It's you know great to be able to uh, do a morning skate. It's only my second morning skate all season. Uh, so it's great to be able to do that. Uh, see the players in the locker room, all that kind of stuff. Uh, get the, get the vibes of the team, get to talk to them, get to talk to people like Piper, Allison, all those people that I just don't get to see not being up there in Seattle. Uh, so definitely appreciate
0: it. Yep. So that'll be all for this playoff post game live. Dylan, you want to do it? Presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. Right there, right there. There you go. It's on your side right now. Presented by Queen Anne Beer Hall. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you on Saturday for a very important game six.